It's the Friday edition of WWT Live, and today we are making records, breaking records, and other assorted crazy things. It's all going down on a Friday. This is WWT Live. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. GIF, thank God it's Friday. Welcome to the Friday edition of WWT Live as part of Women's Wrestling Talk. V, put your ones up, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I am Gerard Bonner. They call me the professor around these parts. Let me tell you something. Every time you think the wrestling world is slowing down in the space of news, just random things start happening that make it a very newsworthy day. And today is that day. And we've got a lot of news to get to. And we've got a full house today as well, which means it's always going to be a fun show. Joining us, of course, it is the main man, Booney. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Over here representing everybody love acclaim, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, so. yes. Scissor and all yeah, the, so, yeah, you know the whole thing. So we know. got it. How you been, man? Huh? I've been good, man. I've been, good. I mean, I can't complain. You know, good. it's been a good week. Hoping this hurricane that's on the way isn't going to be too devastating. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what's going on in Cali? I mean, like y'all don't get hurricanes in tropical storms, but that's what it looks like is about to happen. Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> Crazy. Very, very crazy. Well, let's join the group chat with DJ Chuck. What's going on, brother? Man, we're speaking of this hurricane. My mom's and I are texting back and forth. I didn't really realize this is the thing till yesterday. I said, what's going to happen? As we talked about last week, it's been hot as, as Kane's pyro out here. So we're like, where is this coming from? So, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, um, we hopefully won't need a canoe or an arc, hopefully. I hope not, because I don't think California California is prepped for earthquakes, but not True. for like floods and things like that. No, no, oh boy, no, no. Oh we boy. we are an earthquake. We we don't do tornadoes. We don't do storms like that. We do moving and shaking and earthquake, not like this. So here here apparently it's only supposed to be two days. So hopefully okay. that's long a, enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, well, they were saying that that some areas are going to get a year's worth of rain in one day. Jeez. Well, I guess we're not going to hear about that that rain shortage anymore that we've heard. Wow. We can water our grass when we want to, but that's a whole nother subject for another time. Going to make up the entire drought in one day. That's nuts. Well, of course, joining us apparently, well, you're going to see what he calls himself. I used to call him <laughs> said is the answer, but apparently that is not sufficient. Ladies and gentlemen, the EST of WWT said... What's going I, on? I got I got many monikers here. Apparently, if it's Monday after the weekend, I'm the ambassador of outside. Uh, I just figure I might as well give myself a new nickname. I'm happy today, y'all. I'm glad. I'm like I, I'm going through a whirlwind of emotions. That I am extremely happy. You guys remember in in Infinity Wars of the Avengers saga when Thanos finally collected the last Infinity Stone and he went exactly. and sat and looked at the horizon and just just took in the vibe. That's how I feel today. That's how I feel today. Oh, 24 it, it, months of grind came hey. to an end today. I retook my uh, 
ability test that I got cleared from ACL surgery a year ago today, and I shattered all my numbers. I am completely 100% healthy. Awesome. Oh, man. So I no longer have to go to physical therapy. I've been 100 for a while, but I wasn't comfortable saying that until today. I feel great. I feel great. That's awesome. Let's just hope, like Thanos, you don't get your head chopped off next after oh, that. Sport, sport, spoiler alert: leg chopped oh, off. Well, 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 like Thanos said, you better, you best not miss. <laughs> you best not miss. <laughs> I say that in all. I say that in all jokingly. I am not putting that out in the universe. <laughs> healthy and well, you know, he is inevitable. He is inevitable. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Well, listen, we've got a lot to get into and to all who are with us live and to those who will be joining us, watching us on the replay. Great to have you guys with us. Okay. So then if you saw the title of this episode, you might have an idea of what we're talking about. If you don't said, would you like to uh, kick us off with our leading story, which Great day in the morning. I believe you were the one that brought it to the group chat first today. And we all kind of went, wow. It's a lot. I mean, it is and, a lot. so this actually stems from something that happened back at the end of July. But Cash Wheeler of FTR, and if you've been living under a rock all day, not on the socials, you know he got arrested for aggravated assault for pretty much flashing a firearm in what they're calling road rage rage incident. The reason why this is important is because we are like a week or so out from Wembley and all in, and they're going to be defending the titles against the Young Bucks there. So it lends the question to like, is this just now becoming news? Like the AEW just find out? Or did they know about it and kind of like sweep it under the rug so they can just keep doing their appearance, stuff like that? All in all, uh, the warrant was filed on, filed on July 28th, and Wheeler pled not guilty through his attorney, meaning he didn't show up to a court, to the court. His attorneys did. So there's a lot of things that are still settling, but the gist of it is that there was a road rage incident. Maybe he felt like somebody shouldn't run him off the road. In Arn Anderson fashion, he flashed the Glock, like, mm. yo, <laughs> get up off me. Damn it, mm. But you can't, <laughs> I mean, you can't do that. Here's the mugshot. There's a lot stemming from this, but what I want to know is, did Tony know about this in advance and now it got leaked? Or is this all news for everybody this morning today? Well, what we can say for sure is, I mean, he pled guilty through his attorney back on August uh, the 3rd. Uh, The other intriguing part, though, is there's actual video of you know him turning himself in today aew made a statement and this could answer your question they said uh aew has been made aware of the charge and we are closely monitoring the situation and he is fully cooperating with local authorities now this gets super interesting because again he's been on tv the entire time i mean today is august the 18th right So this happened clearly a solid three weeks ago. He has been on television every single week. And here we are nine days before all in. This is this. I I don't know what to do with this. This is a a textbook example of Murphy's law right here. 
Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And oh, almost a week out from their biggest show ever, one of the biggest um, matches on the card is possibly in jeopardy. But did you guys see the statement that MGF made? About did 30 minutes I did. Ago? I did. He said, and I quote, kind of disappointed how many dorks there are on this app that jump to conclusions so quick. A ton of people's privileges showing we are all human. We are all flawed. We all make mistakes. Take it from a guy who made more mistakes than most. I've had my ups and downs with FTR, but Cash Wheeler is a great dude and a badass. Here's the key statement. You're getting FTR versus Young Bucks in front of 80K plus on August 27th. Talk about that, you dweebs. Maybe some, I don't know if, if this is him talking at a turn here, or maybe MJF knows that this thing is going to be squashed and nothing is going to be affected event wise. I don't know. You know, Something's good deflection as a face yeah. of the company, very good deflection to try very. to, you know, steer things towards the focal point of the pay per view. Yeah. Th- this this certainly is MJF proving to be a leader as he should a far different cry than the MJF we saw this time last year. So Very. there's that, um, you know, so my understanding is also, I believe it was $2,500 bond for him and yeah. that he had to, and he had to turn in uh, all of his weapons and the like within 12 hours uh, of, of the uh, hearing earlier today. Um, it is also stated that he did not know the people that he waved the gun at on the road. I don't know what led to this. You know, uh, road rage is a crazy thing anyway. So, you know, I, 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 man, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's hard for us to call it because we weren't there. We don't know if he was defending himself or he's just having a bad episode. And, Excuse my language, but motherfuckers are crazy these days. There's a lot going on out here right now. So we don't know exactly what the situation was. So we can't really comment if he's in the right or the wrong. The only thing we can comment on is it's looking like this is going to get handled. And I have little to no doubt we're going to see FTR and the Bucks at Wembley with no interruptions. The question is, how is the crowd going to interact to this? And, you know, in you know, I don't think Wembley's going to care. I don't don't care. I'm talking about here like a week leading into the home crowds they're they're not gonna care they're gonna be here in atlanta next week um and i don't think i i highly doubt that the crowd what what exactly are they going to say this is not i mean the good thing is they've ruled out it being anything like domestic violence or anything like that it's nothing like that so if this is and again not minimizing anything but if this is him wielding his gun while driving, not shooting it or anything like that, aggravated, you know, road rage of that thing, I think people won't even rem- they won't even remember this by next Wednesday. I I, I think you're on that too. We've seen how raucous the crowds get overseas with WWE, and we know mm. AEW fans usually are in the know with chance things like that. I there is there's definitely going to be Wheeler's got a gun chance. 100%. Well, well, but but I don't think it's going to be egregious. I don't think it's No, no, no. Be, just like during the match. Saying. Right. And and their faces, they love them. But also yeah. want to say I'm not an attorney, but 2500 for a bail is getting not a lot of money. Light. Very so light. That tells me 
that just yeah. com- something's getting worked out because if he was yes. really in some deep deep doo doo, it'd have mm-hmm. been a lot higher bell. And but I what am- if the counterparts don't know that Wheeler is a public figure yet? More stories can actually come out. This can actually get a little bit deeper once you figure out, hey, this is a public figure that waved his gun at me. I'm going to lean in on this. And to your point, this happened three weeks ago. So the other crazy question is, are there other things? And I'm not assuming that there are, but understanding this didn't happen last night and he turned himself in today. This happened three weeks ago and he turned himself in today. Um, So all very, very, very interesting items. And well, not like this is an episode of Dark Side of WWT, but (laughs) these are the kinds of things that are entering the group chat. Because on the heels of this story, we have a WWE Hall of Famer who uh, is also in a bit of legal trouble. DJ Chuck, would you like to tackle this? Or Buck, Booney, you, you kind of put your head down. Do you want to dig into this one? I, I, I can do it. I can, okay, I, Chuck, I, Chuck, I, I, go I'll for it. I'll take it. So the arguably the first WWF, WWE diva, the most downloaded woman in the 90s at that time, Tammy Lynn Stinch, also we all know as Sunny, who's had her, unfortunately, has had her troubles could be looking at 25 plus years in prison after and I now I got to I got to make sure I get the chart the, the charges right here cuz she pleaded no contest. Oh, thank you ad for popping up. I was trying to read that. Faces mm-hmm. a, to, a least uh back up. Pleaded no contest faced up to 25 and a half years. She had blood alcohol content of 0.280, which is three and a half times more than the legal limit of 0.8 set by Florida law. You know, it, we we know the 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 stories of her in the past. We know about her work. And look, it's just it's just, it's just, it's just rough to see someone just fall off like that, man. It's it's ah, uh, you know. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to phrase this correctly here. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's difficult to see this story because to, to go from the height of the career, like I said, she had her own dark, the, the, the season premiere of Dark Side of the Ring was her and her former boyfriend, Chris Candido. And just to see the fall from grace is just, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing, man. Just mentally, physically, spiritually. All you can do is pray for that person. I, I don't know what everybody's what everybody's spiritual beliefs in the show is or in the chat, but, but all you can do is... Pray, pray, pray that they find peace, man, because that, that's such a rough situation to be in, especially since she's been in and out of the courts for a minute. That's all I got to, got to say on that, man. But just, yeah, let me wow. fill in some of the blanks for on this one. Again, she pled no contest uh, to a DUI that took place. It caused death and other fatal crashes. Right. Um, she pled guilt. She initially pled not guilty to this back in May of last year. Um, and they were the same charges uh, stemming from a deadly traffic crash that happened. Um, and on that particular crash, she had failed to stop and she crashed into the back of a stopped car leading to the death of a 75 year old person. Um, so she's actually been in jail since May of 2022. She's been in jail that entire time. 
And now her plea has gone from not guilty to a no contest. And uh, here's a do with this what you want. Tammy Sitch is only 50 years old, folks. She's only 50 years old. 50 years old is by no means old. By no means. My God, Edge, who we'll be talking about a little bit later, is 49, right? So there is a lot that has happened with the artist who, to your point, was once the most downloaded artist, um, not just in pro wrestling, but period. Period. You know, yeah. uh, AOL was launching and she was the one. And um, it's it's a uh, it is a tragic, tragic tale. Booney, when we started talking about this story, there was a a visceral reaction on your face, man. What's what's going through your mind? It was it, that reaction is because I literally had no idea about it, about this until mm. the article today. So wow! I mean, wow! Situation last year, blah blah blah. I. I haven't really. The last time I, I feel like the last time I saw Sonny was on some documentary or something like that, you know. So, I, I had no idea, mm. like none. And so just to see that, I was like, whoa, man, that's, it's it's. I I agree with what everyone's saying. It's just really sad, very unfortunate. Um. I, it's just like I don't really know much about, you know, the backstory of all the struggles that she has been dealing with, like like Chuck was mentioning, you know. But clearly, it's it's just been clearly it seems like it's just been a very tough, <laughs> you know, past like just whole entire journey for her, mm -hmm. you know. And so yeah, man, it's just all I all I could do is just pray and. For people's inner peace, because damn, yeah, it's it's pretty rough. I've uh, got some action happening in the chat. JD, wow, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, JD with a nice comment to you, Booney, saying that you must still be using <laughs> AOL to get your sunny news. That's hilarious. Uh, Nikki is here. How are you, Nikki? Jail is not always the answer, uh, you know. I have to say that, and, and we won't get go down the political road too much, but I do think that jail does not equal rehab, you know? No. Um, and and I think, and when and when we say rehab, sometimes we think about drugs, alcohol, that type of thing. But there needs to be some sort of rehabilitation process for people that enter the system because jail is its own system of life. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why when people come out. They find them a large percentage go back in because they've gotten accustomed to that way of life, which is completely different than what happens outside. And most importantly, if you go in for an infraction, it's like when we take a test in school, right? If you get the test wrong, the punishment is that you get a lower grade, but you also learn what to do to get it right so that if you take the test again, you don't have to get that same question wrong. Great and analogy. I fear that these systems are not giving people the answers that they need such that if they face the test again, they'll get the right answer. So that's my concern. And to Nikki's point, I, I do hope things get better for her, for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, said, man, go ahead. It, I don't, it's just weird to see when you guys mentioned, like we talk about things like fall from grace, like for all intents and purposes, Sonny was the face of WWF women in the nineties, like all the, the mainstream press, things like that. And I can't even remember the last time the company has actually referenced her. Uh, we talk about a lot of life lived in just this photo right here. I think the past 15 or so years it, before this, there's been like this, this dark path of, things she was doing or comments she was making the type of exposure she was allowing herself to, to have. Um, it just sucks, man. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. But, but whenever you are the cause of somebody else losing their life, there has to be some type of punishment. So I think uh, while jail is not always the solution, there's not other options there. Like she was intoxicated and you took somebody's life. Like you just can't make those type of decisions with your time. Yeah, it is. A, right. It is certainly a, a sad, sad, sad situation for sure. Um, well, from this sad news, we can go to some far more uh, exciting news for us as wrestling fans, as today was the official on sale date for WrestleMania 40 happening in Philly. And well, seems like we're making more records. Booney, tell us about it. Well, it looks like, well, um, it is went on sale today and now has already broken their all-time gate record, surpassing WrestleMania 39, uh, $21.5 with more than 90,000 tickets sold so far across both nights. We got a little pre-sale code up here, too. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it still still active is the question. You know, the one thing I have to, I have to ask every year about when we, they break a record and they break a record, like biggest gate. Sometimes I had to go, well, duh, inflation. Tickets are more expensive. So, of course, the gate's going to be bigger. I don't mean to take the wind out of WWE sales, but it's like a ticket to Mania 1 versus 39 or 40 is going to be way different. So you would hope you would hope the gate would be bigger, but no doubt, no doubt about it. They're going to have another, their uh, banger on their hands with this one. But the question is, does Roman Reigns finally fall at 40 or does he fall before? Do we, do we, are they going to stretch it somehow to get, get to Philly? I think it's one of the big questions. That really, like, I feel like that really depends on, because I, I was talking to my wife about it not too long ago. Like, I feel like I can't there. If Roman were to lose the belt, it's going to have to be at one of the big pay-per-views. And the last one we had this year is Survivor Series, which I don't know if I I don't know if I can see Roman losing at Survivor Series. Who knows? Maybe maybe they built the story right for it, but if he doesn't drop the ballot Survivor Series, best believe Royal Rumble, he's still holding it and there's going to be whatever contestants and probably going into WrestleMania. That's my opinion. If he doesn't drop it by Survivor Series, yeah, we'll see WrestleMania. Were we all at Mania 39 Night 2 at SoFi? Was everybody in this chat actually in the stadium? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was not. Oh. Yeah, so so three, out, three out of the four. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I So walking out, everybody walked out knowing how hot L.A. was walking out of the, the building. If they think L.A. fans. Hot like temperature or hot like upset? Hot like upset. Like what the hell did we just see? I don't think you want to do that with Philly fans. 
You, you I don't know. Get, I, you I, I enjoy people seeing people upset. For that stadium. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe up in arms. Me too. It's going to look too. like WCW 1998 trash in the <laughs> ring if Roman Reigns doesn't drop that belt in Philly. Seeing people walk to their cars upset and disbelief does something to me. I, I was I, I was in pure joy, <laughs> pointing I, and laughing at everybody I could. I like what what you expect? So like, said, you expect? You, I was hot like an feel? announcer next to the pyro hot. So said, how would you feel if he didn't drop the belt this come WrestleMania? How would you feel? <laughs> I I'd, I'd feel nothing. I because it, it, it does it doesn't affect my personal life. I, I'd feel right. nothing. I'd be like. I'd be like, hey, we got this more storyline. As long as the card itself was good, meaning I got my money's worth for the show, right. that's what makes me happy. What I'm curious about, and I, I posed this question on Twitter a couple weeks ago, because I'm just floored that we are selling WrestleMania tickets for April of next year in the summer. Like, mm -hmm. Mania was just a few months ago. So did they do that for 38 and 39? Because I feel they like did. tickets normally so, don't go on sale to, like, November or December. They did. 30 well, 39, it definitely went on sale in August. Uh, there was a whole party for it. And remember, also, oh, yeah, because it was at SoFi and I worked right, at SoFi. I didn't even go. And this yeah. was um, this was Triple H's first WrestleMania. And so there was a whole party. There were matches. You know, Snoop showed up. It was, all dope. This. It was really, really quite was amazing. To be, be a part of that. For real. 38, I don't know that it was as early as August, but I think 38 was on sale, say, October or so, right? But, okay. um, you know, uh-oh, here we go. And I knew this was coming. How, so mu how much of this is, how much is the people that are going to resell their tickets? Like Instead, we have to acknowledge this right now. Nikki is Ooh. Nikki is on you. Uh oh. <laughs> 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 Who said that? That's great. This man That's had to great. get settled. This man had to get settled at a game of 2K23 or something, man. This man had to get handled. Hey, y'all got it. Y'all got to let me, Nikki, you got to let me have that because I, I, I asked to be the third salt shaker and y'all said no. <laughs> he didn't ask. He did last week. He did. That's so funny. I said no. Um. So, gosh, I just got so distracted. I don't remember exactly what we were saying. I just got that. That just took me. We were talking about Roman. Oh, yeah. So we were talking Roman. We were also talking about ticket sales and things of that nature. And I think Chuck, you were asking about resale and things like that. Here's what we're seeing so far. What we're seeing in terms of, and I don't know, you guys may have mentioned numbers already. Um, that already there have been 90,000 tickets sold between two nights, which is insane. That's right. an insane number. They say they've yeah. already broken the gate for last year's Wrestle or for this year's WrestleMania. They're Inflation. already at 21, which I do think we have to consider a couple of things. We have to consider. So gate numbers can sometimes be deceiving and i don't want i'm not trying to poke a hole in this but what a gate number means is how much money was spent on tickets for the right. gate so naturally if your ticket prices are more than they were last year right even if you had the same amount of people buy you'd break the record even if you had fewer people buy you would break the record okay so i think we should always remember that I also saw a graphic that said, I think it said something about the floor seats um, for the combo tickets. 
I think the cheapest ones left are something along the line of $3,000 or something like that. Wow. So people are buying these tickets. Like, this is not a game. This is not a game. Um, which, which, again, if you are buying tickets, and there was pre-sale that started Wednesday, but if you are buying these tickets at these prices, you're prepared to do so, and you're mm-hmm. also ready for Mania. You know, WrestleMania, uh, and we've often talked about how it's amazing that these cards, WrestleMania, all in all of these spaces, um, have had these kinds of sales without a single match announced. But I also think that what we we have to consider is for a number of people, WrestleMania is about more than the card. Right. WrestleMania is the Super Bowl, or really the Super Bowl is WrestleMania, right? WrestleMania is the gathering place for wrestling fans. So, you know, if if you love great wrestling, that's going to be your spot. If you want to connect with other like-minded people, that's your spot. You know, these days, for those of us in the media space, it's another time for us as media personalities to come together, connect with each other. So what what we have to credit WWE for is creating enough of a community space such that we want to get together no matter what the matches are. We just want to be together as a community, as the WWE universe, as the pro wrestling community. That speaks volumes. And so the fact that, you know, these kinds of and I'll tell you now, I don't know what the weather is going to be like on an April day in Philly outside. (laughs) But people that that has always made me nervous. Give me indoors or give me L.A. Right. But L.A. was cold. It, it, it had really? his, it, it was a little it was a little chilly. Need a sweater, but it wasn't too bad. Define LA cold. Uh, it, it, it was it was mid. It was okay, wasn't I'll that bad. Wait, I'll wait. Put it this way. Okay, so to me, LA gets starts to feel cold once you once you get down to the 60s. It starts to get chillier. And then once it's like mid low 60s, then it's like if you're just out there in a t-shirt or something like that, you're gonna feel some chill. And if you skinny like me, you really gonna feel that. <laughs> I mean, Booty, you're from Denver, man. You should have better cold jeans exactly. than all than exactly. us. I'm from Denver, <laughs> I, I, and I have never went skiing. I've never went snowboarding. I've never been to Pikes Peak. I ain't done none of that shit. You think I like the snow? <laughs> Hell no. Uh, <laughs> this show, man. Yo, this I, I do want to say. Two things quickly before we go off WrestleMania. Yeah. One is about ticket prices. So mm-hmm. anybody that's about their tickets, get the double pack. And it's the earliest, the better. My sister and yeah. I end up getting two nights for 120 in the nosebleeds. It's the best thing to do. Two, leading up to the show, there was a lot of tickets still available. You know, we're talking about the resale value. Days up until Mania, I had friends getting nosebleeds on the seats for between $50 to $70. You're probably mm-hmm. going to see that again in Philly. Yeah. The last thing I want to say also, I don't know if they did the free event yesterday or like they did last year in philly but the beautiful thing about that event to me when i was there was it was free and you saw families who normally can't afford to go to a wrestling event get to see a wrestling event in sofi you know you got to see some of your favorite superstars you got to see a couple matches i think that was the beautiful part about and then professor you brought the thing about community it was one of those great it was a great not it wasn't i wouldn't even call it a pr moment it was a great community moment 
yes. in that in that time. So I really liked the 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 kickoff show from last year for that. It gave families who normally can't afford tickets a chance to see a live wrestling show. I love the idea that, and Nikki said that they also add seats towards the date, which is nuts. And I agree Always. with that because once they, you know, figure out what they want to do production wise, and this is one of the things that I love about WWE these days, which has been, you know, once they see that they have figured out it is more important to get more people in than to have this massive stage. So we've seen for these pay-per-views as of late when they've been going to stadiums, they've actually minimized the stage, right. which has made it more special, you know, right. as opposed to this grandiose space where you take up 10, 15,000 seats. So, right. uh, but yeah, I will I say that, that Mania 39 setup was gorgeous though. It I was. I will say that. It, yeah. was. it was. To which I believe if Mania is the one place where, where you go all out, it's the right. one place you should go all out, right? Absolutely. Like it just it just makes sense. So yeah. shout out to uh all things mania for the great things that are happening uh there. So man, things are just so interesting. So let's go to this since we're on the WWE. Tonight's a very special night because tonight uh WWE will be celebrating the 25th anniversary of edge but the real question is is this all said you want to cover this one yeah so edge did an interview with et canada recently and he said he doesn't know if this is going to be his last bout or not but this is the last match that is currently scheduled on his contract mm -hmm. so there's a situation where his contract's up maybe they let it expire quietly he's been vocal about wanting to retire in Toronto, I think as early as a year ago. Uh, but he said, he can honestly say that he doesn't know uh, with a hundred percent certainty. He does not know. He said it's strange for me, but he said he really doesn't know. He's put some thought into it, but this is actually versus Sheamus. not on SmackDown. It's the last match in the current contract. Now that's going to lead people to speculate. Like, is there another contract being talked about? Is he going to go to AEW to be with Christian for one last run? We don't know. If you look online right now, there's a lot of different things going on with Edge. I believe they have um, 25th anniversary inspired Toronto Maple Leaf jerseys with Edge and the number 25 that they're selling for 500 bucks. They have a also a commemorative uh, Edge 25-year title as well that they presented him with earlier today. So this is going to be Edge night. But if you had to ask me, because a lot of people are speculating about this final run dating back to the Royal Rumble in 2019 before the pandemic happened, did they do him justice with getting him back, never capturing a title? Who did he elevate during this program? Were the matches actually good? So what, did, what do you guys think of this run if it was indeed his last in WWE? The greatest contribution of if this is his last run is without question the Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. Undoubtedly. Yeah, That's, that is the, the, the wow. crown jewel of this of this last run. Yep. Edge is a, Edge is a a walking medicine medicine miracle. The fact that he got that <laughs> pop at the Rumble is one of the biggest pops I've ever heard in my life in thirty some years of watching wrestling. Oh, probably the biggest. Oh, that was like yo. It was a genuine surprise. Like, wait, what's happening? Like, what is yeah. this? Yeah, yo, yeah. that it, it's 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 beautiful to see this run. I'm glad he's got a chance to work with a lot of other younger talent. Of course, you know, help creating the Judgment Day which is 
arguably the, one of the biggest, not next to the bloodline, the most popular stable in the company right now. Do I think this is his last match? I know he emphasized, I think it was last year, he said around this time next year, you know, I'll be back here. The last time they were, they were in Toronto, that this would be it. I don't see Edge going out on SmackDown against Sheamus with nothing. I just don't see it. I don't, not when you come back in as grandioso as a surprise entry in the Rumble. I could be wrong, but it also could be, you know, it's more important for him to, to finish it in his hometown than it being a pay per view. Maybe personally, mm -hmm. that's what he wants. That, that's under, and that's the case. That's really understandable. Yep. Um, but they set the table last week for it. He said he's never had a singles match against Sheamus, and Sheamus was very integral in him being able to even think about wrestling again. Right. Right. So I don't know. I I I cross up. He's not going to AEW. WWE is not going to let. Even though the 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 idea of him going to AEW and having one last run with Christian, which by the way, let's shout out Christian Cage, who's doing brilliant heel work right now. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. absolutely <laughs> flipping brilliant heel yeah. work right now. Yeah. I, I, I just, and then there was that beautiful moment when he won the Rumble and they hugged in the ring. That was 2020. You're thinking you may get one more opportunity for the benefit of flash photography, mm -hmm. but I don't see that happening. I think they're not going to let Edge walk out that door. He's the WWE lifer. Um, it's 50 50. I don't know. I think I, I see him going out at Mania, but if, if today is the last day for Edge in Toronto, what a career! What a career! The chat is on fire talking uh, about Edge right now. Nick, yeah, people just respect like respect Edge. I'd be like, how? I'd be like, how people just like Edge? Come on, <laughs> like, I, I've never disliked Edge, but I'm indifferent. Ah. I've just always been indifferent. Like it's it's I remember when he debuted, I loved I loved when he debuted with um what was it the brew with Gang The Brew, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I thought that was really cool. I thought mm -hmm. he was dope, you know, and then when when it went on his own and stuff, I was like, cool, he's doing his thing, but I was always indifferent. Let's see. Boza says uh there are also rumors in the dirt sheet that AEW could want edge. Uh, JD says, nobody believes that this is the end. Nobody. Well, I beg to differ with you, sir. Uh, <laughs> he did use AEW to get unmedically disqualified. His run has been blah. If he is leaving, he is leaving on his own terms. I don't know that I'd qualify it as Y'all didn't like the... Not, what not, was it called? The best what, the greatest wrestling match, match ever? ever? That, now, no, like that, I will no, say no. I did not It was not a bad like match? That. No. Let me tell you why that was a bad match. <laughs> First of all, mm -mm. And, the match time, with, and the match against Randy was too long at Mania, too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, right. I, I lived with the match against. Matter of fact, I like that match better than the greatest match of all time. Agreed. The greatest. The, the problem with calling it the greatest match of all time before it ever happened is just that. How do you call it the greatest match of all time before it ever happened? And then to know that he got injured in the match when they reshot parts of the match. I'm just like, nah. I'm good. Let's not do that anymore. Um, let's see. JD, got to put over the next young up-and-comer up on the way out. I get it. The boss over, lady is here. TK's here. The boss lady is what here. Up, good to see you. Motor um, City TK. <laughs> Motor City. Hey, wait. TK, I need you to see this. Take a look at these handles. You'll <laughs> see it. Take a look at the handles. At the yeah, bottom just, ones. <laughs> just see that. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, Boza says, I'm not sure if Edge is done tonight, but WWE is acting like he is. I'm shocked if he is. This is somebody you would say would retire on PLEs, and I do think we address that. I think it's more important to him to retire in the place he started or the place he called a hometown versus a PLE. So that's that. I think the Uh, more pressing question is, does he go out on his back or does he win tonight against Sheamus? That's another great question. Sheamus isn't necessarily somebody that needs it. Right, needs it, right. Right, right, right. Right. This is getting interesting. Uh, Boza, this was after Brian and Soraya ran away to AEW to get married. I thought he was in talks with AEW. He was, actually. I wonder. Well, he, he had mentioned he was in talks with AEW, and then some things obviously changed before he, he came back. Let's see. Uh, Bose is talking about a women's tag match between Damage Control and Bianca and Charlotte tonight. Uh, someone is asking, ASAP uh, Don is asking, how do you dislike Edge? <laughs> Seriously. Let's see. Uh, now, Nikki has come back and said that he was a great wrestler, which I think we all can agree with. Um, and Nikki says Finn should be the one beating him. Now, I will say this, Nikki. Mm. I still feel a wee or Damian Priest some kind of way about Finn not winning Hell in a Cell at Mania against Edge. I totally feel like that should have happened. Granted, yes, his head got busted wide open, but still, I think he should have won that match. But that's another story for another day. Either way, Edge major contributions uh to the industry and if tonight is the last night i hope we enjoy it if it's not we are much closer to the end than we are to the beginning so i do think we should enjoy this he's not wrestled very much this year at all so we really should enjoy whatever goes down tonight now from one legend to another who made a shocking move last night we have to start by the tea leaves that we got Wednesday night, if you guys watched um, AEW Dynamite, where we got our first hint at Joker Sting. We've not seen Joker Sting since Impact. And his mannerisms, the things that he was doing, kidnapping Prince, uh, Prince Nana, you know, telling AR Fox, you need eyes in the back of your head. And I think we all thought he was joking until last night. Who wants to talk about what happened last night? Because I promise you I can run with this, but I want y'all to because I got I got things to say. Uh, No, no, we pass a rock to you. Run with it. Well, here we go. So last night, right here in the ATL sting shows up along with Darby Allen at AR Fox's wwa4 promotion and does a complete run-in and fully attacks ar fox it's one of the first times we've seen sting in an independent ring in ages now let me give you a little backstory i can do this because we're here in atlanta ar fox for those who don't know is a well-respected trainer has an amazing wrestling school here called wwa4 tons of people have come through that school Austin Theory has come through that school. AC Mack, a lot of Darby Allen, lots of people have come through that school. Every Thursday night, without fail, WWA4 runs a show. 
The show is open to the public. It's at the school. It gives the kids at the school the opportunity to, you know, get their reps in, show off their new moves, et cetera, et cetera. Gives the, those students an opportunity to work, um, to work with uh, an audience and to experience an audience. And Nikki, yes, indeed, A.R. Fox's wife works with us here at WWT. Uh, her name is Ayla, uh, and she does On the Scroll you guys check that out so yeah ar fox is kind of close to us here so this happens weekly without fail so for sting and darby allen to show up at the wrestling school i can't tell you how first of all how big that is can you imagine going to an indie show last night thinking you're going to see the stars of tomorrow and you see a verifiable hall of famer who doesn't do indie shows show up to attack AR Fox and Sting got booed booed royally which was also like an alternate universe wild to see i have to say major shout out to Sting to Darby Allen to AEW for allowing this angle to bleed into spaces that people wouldn't expect now people would ask why would he do this well, of course, A.R. Fox attacked um, Nick Wayne at the Buddy Wayne Training Academy. So it would only make sense that now Sting is involved. Sting attacks A.R. Fox at Fox's own school, which is crazy. All of this, of course, leads up to the big coffin match that happens at All In in nine days. As Sting and Darby Allen take on Swerve. And AR Fox. Guys, what do you think about this? This is some of the craziest news that I can imagine from a legend like Sting and Darby Allen showing up at an indie show last night. I was walking the halls shopping and that came over my phone and I had to do a double take. I was like, this is the coolest flipping thing I've seen in a minute. And how and I, how many people, how many, how many seats can that wrestling school hold? Oh God. Maybe a hundred. Maybe. And, and this is all for promotion for a match that is going to hold almost over 80,000 people. Correct. This is the beauty of the worldwide kind of territorial system we are in. We kind of talked about that on Wednesday. We are in now. Mm -hmm. For for Darby Allen and more so for Sting to show up and connect these angles, it's a big look for the the school. It's a big look for AEW. It, it, it seems like an, it's an inviting creative process in this. I think that's just so flipping cool to see that, man. And I think Sting enjoyed the booze. I think you know what it's this this late in his career. Sting, we're talking about we're talking about Edge right now about career runs late in their career. This Sting mm -hmm. run has been has overseeded expectations in my personal opinion. By far, has exceeded expectations. He's not he's not doing the greatest hits. He's not doing the same twenty songs. Sting has been doing some things we have never seen him do, like jump off a flipping ladder. I don't remember that in his heyday in WCW. I just, mm -mm. I just don't. I mm -mm. mean, jumping off, coming from the roof of the crane is one thing, right? But hardcore matches and that, absolutely not. So it was really cool to see that man. I think it furthers and it makes you know people care about that match even more going into London. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, said any thoughts on this? It's really cool, man. And you see that this is something that Sting is doing just for the love of the game. So those people who are in attendance that didn't expect that got a nice treat and they'll, and something they'll never forget either. Like you said, they're going to the school thinking they're going to see the next up and coming people uh, at AR Fox's school, but just to like break bread with them just for that brief amount of time. 
it's going to cause those people to want to tune into All In and Wembley even more. So the match intrigue is growing just because now what you have is doing is circulating on social media. And people are like, oh, that happened after Dynamite? We didn't mm-hmm. know. Right. I think it's cool. Right. Right. Booney, any thoughts? I think it's brilliant. I think it's a good – it's also a good way of word of mouth, you know, of just, like, tapping in to, you know, just, like, that's something that those people that were there went out talking about it, maybe tweeting about it or telling their friends, blah, 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 like, yo, this is so great, this happened, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, as you see, we're here talking about it. It became mm-hmm. an article. So it wasn't just something that just, oh, we're just going to do that. And this only these few people, this 50, 60 something people are going to know about it. It's like, no, nah, nah, this is going to, this shows that, that kind of grassroots thing where it's just like, you can have something happen in a small space, but you bring something big, something impactful, something that does not happen, you know, anywhere else. And that shit's gonna spread like wildfire. Yep. And of course, it's got more people excited about this match, excited about what they're doing. So I thought that was I, I thought that was brilliant, man. You know. And if it's not crazy enough, Sting then reposts the fans' video on his Twitter account and has that going out to the world. So there is a very intentional effort here that I think is absolutely brilliant. And again. Sting is Sting. Sting doesn't have to promote anything. He's Sting. So Sting's commitment to showing up to this, I think also speaks to what the company and Sting thinks about A.R. Fox, Swerve Strickland, this entire situation, which I just think is amazing. And for those who don't remember, it's not the first time AEW has done this kind of cross-promotion with indie uh, organizations. Uh, the promotion that I work with, Southern Honor Wrestling, actually hosted a run-in from AEW right before the very first Double or Nothing. Kenny Omega showed up. Uh, Chris Jericho showed up. Cody Rhodes show up, showed up. It was crazy. The whole world was talking about it back in 2019. So the commitment that AEW has to still further what they're doing outside of what's on TV, that, yeah. again, kind of unites us all in this great multiverse where literally anything can happen anywhere involving some of your favorite stars and i think this is absolutely incredible son i'm on hold on (laughs) sorry guys all right so two more things before we go and again this is another big story one of the reasons uh that wwe was put on sale to endeavor was because media rights were coming up for question this year. Well, the media rights have run out. And there's a very interesting suitor that had not been named in media rights before that is becoming potentially a contender for this. Chuck, would you like to tell us about it? Yes, that would be the worldwide leader in sports. ESPN is interested in every WWE program, as we all know right now, their current deals with NBC Universal and Fox for various uh, television shows, including Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and of course, the PLEs. And surprisingly, ESPN is interested. Uh, There was a quote here by the president of content, Brooke Magis. And I'm going to try to summarize this. Summarize this. Summarize this a little bit. I think it would be. I think it continues to be. I guess from a glass half full perspective. 
I'd say I believe our companies and this changed a couple years ago, so this is not breaking news, but I believe our point of view towards WWE as a potential distributor outlet for their events, I think we have passed that a long time ago, and I think we are now in the bucket of, hey, if their rights are available and there's a deal for us that works and a deal for them that works, well, I think there's a possibility. There's no hesitation anymore from a brand perspective or from a live event uh, live event versus scripted their fans and our viewers there's tremendous overlap so to me it's about the business of it and if there is something that works professor you and i talked in our wwe chat a little bit about this the other night and the thing i said to you i'm gonna say here again it is amazing how espn's you know outlook on wwe tv has changed over the last 20 years we remember when the xfl first started and they outright not only they outright refused to cover it but they outright went on i remember the sports center episode saying this is not real football we are mm -hmm. not covering this they specifically went on air and said that now we have seen documentaries on wrestlers co-produced by espn mm -hmm. we've seen wrestlers come on programming like first take like mm -hmm. we saw with 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 uh with SummerSlam, and they've yes. done that with Mania. Triple mm -hmm. H, when he came out of his heart surgery, if I'm not mistaken, his first interview was with Stephen A. Smith after That's his correct. surgery. That's so correct. the fact that they have crossed the bridge, and then Professor, as you said, when when the pandemic was going on and there wasn't really any live sports, WWE and pro wrestling in general stayed open, mm -hmm. and they relied a lot on WWE content around that time. So it's just very interesting to see their change of pace towards pro wrestling in general. But I will say this about ESPN. I don't know if they can afford it. If for those who have been paying attention to where Hollywood is, Disney is trying to deal is trying to deal off a couple of things. ESPN has been in the talk about it. I don't and ESPN has been kind of operating at a loss for Disney. I don't know if they can afford those television rights. That's where I think it's 50-50 for me. I think it'd be an interesting deal, but can they afford them? And Because we know that's going to be a heavy price tag. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a very, very heavy price tag. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if they're going to be able to afford it is my big thing. I think there's a crossover definitely in, in, in audience, especially with the Endeavor merger now, mm -hmm. but I don't know if they can afford it, but we'll have to see. Very interesting. Uh, Said, what are your thoughts? Could we see this actually happen could espn become a contender oh there's there's nothing that i would want less than this um mm. i'm an espn plus subscriber i think this would i mean kudos to espn for picking up their coverage for wwe and stuff like that but this you know it's just not their world uh mm. and you know like we talked about espn working at a deficit we've seen the budget cuts of espn with a lot of their mm. talent just this year most recently right them taking on another I don't think they could do WWE justice with some, even with their coverage right now, a lot of their uh, analysts, stuff like that. They don't not watchers of the product. I don't think it's a natural marriage to have these two worlds join. Uh, maybe if you had like a small subsidy, like NXT, go to ESPN plus, like it used to be on the network in the, in the past, I could see something like that, but just the way ESPN has moved from more entertainment based, uh, it, it's going towards more entertainment-based coverage now as opposed to just being straight, dry, in-your-face sports like in the 90s, stuff like that. But this isn't a natural marriage for me. I, I would hope that it doesn't happen if it were my um, decision. 
Makes sense. Now, there's interesting history involving ESPN and pro wrestling. Some may not remember this, but there was actually a time where ESPN regularly aired pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. uh, they aired the AWA back in the day. They also aired World Class Championship Wrestling, um, which and they did those like on Monday afternoons or crazy times like that. So ESPN for a while was the home for the AWA. So it is in there certainly. History, again, that was a while back. Um, of course, WWE, again, certainly, I think, saved ESPN during the pandemic. I mean, people who had never seen WrestleMania got to see multiple WrestleManias on ESPN because ESPN didn't have any content. So I also think this is the beauty of making yourself a viable financial option. There is so much money connected to WWE that ESPN really can't say no at this point. They really can't because you've got eyes, you've got viewers, you've got ratings, you've got social interactions, all of the things that ESPN needs. And there's always a story happening in WWE. And so those personalities appearing uh, on that network is good, but I do think you guys are right. I, I don't know if the network would jump behind it. Now, it's interesting. I also felt similarly about Fox, right? I didn't know how committed Fox would be to SmackDown. I mean, after all, there were those inserts where the guys at uh, the NFL had to do these reads for SmackDown, oh, and it did man. not. Horrible. It was painful. Yeah. Oh, it was so painful. And I was like, it's very – I mean, they they did better reads for Pepsi and Coke and, you know – State Farm, but they wouldn't right. do a good read for WWE, and you could tell it was like, um, okay, all right. They had so that. I, this is not real sports, yeah, right? It. it was all, mm -hmm. all in the vibe, all in it. it was, it was all there. It was like, okay, let me just go ahead and read this and do and this. Did, so, and they had Mario Lopez, and then he said WWF, and it was like, did you just say that? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> guys. In, in, in the defense of AC Slater, he is an old school fan, though. We we do know that, but but at least he's a fan. Yeah, he's a fan, but he, he did right. get the ladder wrong though. <laughs> it, it was just all off. It was like, nope, nope. <laughs> All right, so we're going to run a little over. I want to cover two more things really quickly. One of them, we talked about this story when it first broke. So for us to be here is very interesting. Earlier this year, there was a lawsuit filed by a former WWE writer alleging uh, racial discrimination at the WWE, some really sketchy stories and the like. And there's been some news about that particular lawsuit. Said, you want to tell us about that? Yeah, so we, I, was I, I don't even know, was I here when we talked about that? But it I was Brittany like Abrahams. Yes. Yeah, Brittany Abrahams, who had the lawsuit um, against multiple individuals, um, describing prejudice, different things storyline wise. Um, the lawsuit, we know now the lawsuit was filed, but now it's actually been, was it dropped? It was dropped. Dropped. Completely dropped. So I remember we spent some time on this and, we don't have a lot of details into why it was dropped or if there was like a settlement or anything like that. But when we spent time on this, I think a few months ago, it's very telling that in lieu of what we just learned about Vince McMahon, I think what, within the past month, we talked about that with him mm -hmm. owing money to the WWE and stuff like that, that now this has emerged. Um, do you guys feel like it's another one of those cases where maybe something was done under the table that might emerge as a greater story or might leak? 
possibly, but there's no doubt in my in my mind a check was cut. There's I think there was a yeah, there was definitely. definitely a check cut for this whole thing to go to go away. Just so, to say, just to reiterate, the lawsuit included Stephanie McMahon, Christian mm-hmm. Brando, who is a SVP and creative writing operations at WWE. Um, the WWE creative team members were Chris Dunn, Ryan Callahan, and Jen Pepperman, and former team member Mike Heller were all in the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. I- I'll tell you what else is interesting to me about this, and I didn't really know this piece of information until this story, that the lawyers representing Brittany Abrahams was the Cochran firm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so... According to them, this was uh, voluntarily dismissed or discontinued without prejudice. That's a direct quote uh, from this filing. So that could mean multiple things. It could mean that perhaps they didn't have a strong enough case and they said, okay, well, we're not willing to lose. So let's just kind of bow out gracefully. There could have been some money. But to me, if the Cochran firm was involved. And you know what? They don't take cases like that usually. Right. They don't. They do not. (laughs) That's got me wondering again. To me, I feel like maybe, maybe, and let me protect myself here. Maybe this was a case where they thought it was unwinnable. And if they didn't have, they being the Cochran firm, did not have enough evidence to make this a winnable case, then they said, let's not even play these games because they understand what they're dealing with. Now, granted, for those who don't know, the Cochran firm obviously built on the the legacy of the, the late, great Johnny Cochran, who many, many learned about, of course, with the OJ trial and the like, uh, they're only going to take the stuff they can win. Yeah. Well, the the rhetoric was, and I think everybody here um, in this chat can can say we've seen this in the scripts before. But it was for offensively racist and stereotypical jargon and scripts for black performers. Mm-hmm. We can probably go down the line on each of our fingers and say, like, look at Durag Vince, Durag mm-hmm. Vince, Durag Vince, uh, <laughs> things they've done with Booker T, sure. Sheldon's mama. Sure. Well, we can we can sure. keep going down the list. The 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 tough so so and this is what's also tough about it. And and again, I won't go too far down this road. The tough part about the American justice system, you know, obviously there is the the concept of innocent until proven guilty, but then there's also the concept of proving beyond a reasonable doubt. And the real question in my mind is, would there be enough like we intrinsically might know certain things because of what we have experienced or seen, but how do we take our experience and prove it in a court of law? And I think that's the challenge. There have to be people that can corroborate this. And I don't know if there were enough people or if there was enough evidence to be able to, and in those cases, like things have to be really blatant on paper. And really blatant with recordings where there can be full context. And if there isn't, it can become very difficult to prove in a court of law, which is one of the reasons, again, why, you know, when there's been so many of these uh, shootings and things like that, there's always let's get the video. 
right? Let's get these kinds of things because it becomes irrefutable evidence. And I think without that, in a case like this, it becomes he said versus she said. Right. And it's hard to win in a space like that. So wasn't it cited that it was there were some things that were in this case that were things that maybe even Bianca Belair was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable using that terminology. I don't feel comfortable saying that. That was. And so, again, you know, uh, 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 let me protect myself one more time. Um, Again. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 come back. Thank you. Um, you know, part of me also wonders, could you then get the people whose stories you allege were written poorly to actually say that? And I wonder, again, okay, if you're a Bianca Belair on top of the world right now, are you willing to chance it? In a space like that, considering that right now, how she's presented, most of us like. Yeah. Right. So would there be doing more? So that's where I just think, you know, this could have been an unwinnable situation to which they said we bow out gracefully, you know, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that so, too, but but I but I think a check was also cut that we're not seeing. I don't doubt well. that part. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. There, there might have been a check to easily. Yeah. assist in you know right let's just give you you know so with that said we're gonna go but before we go i want to remind you guys very quickly for those who may not know it's a very interesting anniversary today it is the 30th anniversary of clash of the champions I believe it was 24 i have to get my numbers correct but it certainly happened on this day 30 years ago uh yes i was right 24 in 1993, now you probably don't remember many of the matches here. Like Vader defeated the uh, British Bulldog and retained the WCW title. But what you do remember this for was a certain talk show segment. It was called a Flair for the Gold. And one British Bulldog and Sting were going to announce their big time partner who was going to join them in <laughs> war games. And this one was going to, pre-Adam Cole, shock the system. And the shock was the way in which this person entered. That's right, 30 years ago, we met the (laughs) Shockmaster. Yes, we did. He came busting through the the wall, to the windows (laughs) and the wall, tripped over everything, got up, his hat fell off. And then afterwards, he was signaling, but no words were coming out. And then after he stopped signaling, of course, like one of those old school karate movies where, you know, mouths would move and then words would come. The words would come when he stopped moving and there was this computerized voice. This was a horrible attempt by WCW to really have this intimidating character that just completely fell apart. Now, for those who don't know, Shockmaster is the artist formerly known as Tugboat, who hung out with Hulk Hogan, who would eventually morph into Typhoon and would team with the Earthquake to be part of the Natural Disasters. Apparently, the Natural Disaster continued in WCW as the Shockmaster. It was a disaster. It was horrible. It was crazy. It's classic. It's classic. It happened 30 years ago today, and you can certainly oh, find it oh, on the man. WWE That's Network. I thought that'd be a great way to end the show today. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, Professor. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Shock, I, I got to know what swap me. Shockmaster got this Stormtrooper binged out hat <laughs> element from, man. Clearly. Right. 
but I, but the thing I love the most about the clip, and again, if you've never seen it, I'm sure it's on the internet, it's on YouTube. How they still try to protect him and talk him up as a yes. threat, yes, which makes it even better. And then you hear somebody in the background just go, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> you go back and watch it. They're like, they're like, oh, 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 it's brutal. It's Can't absolute. you see Ric Flair in the back oh. of the drywall as well? Like, oh, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, they did this massive lead up. You got oh, Sid man. screaming his head off. Who is it? And Sting's like, he's going to shock the world. He's the up. shock master. And oh, then there's the explosion. He busts. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's on the WWE Network on Peacock. Go look for Clash of the Champions 24. Oh, it will just absolutely make your day 30 years ago oh, today. All right, we got to get out of here. Let's talk about how you guys can find us. Booney. Oh, What's up? You can find me um, on Instagram at Booney Mayfield. You can also find a lot of my content on YouTube. Um, go to type in Booney Mayfield, but go to my page, go to my page and you'll find stuff because YouTube search algorithms. I don't know what they're doing these days, but they're just all over the place. I think they're trying to restructure their algorithm. So a lot of my new videos, all that stuff is all over the place. I'm just oh, like, wow. just go to my page. So youtube.com slash Booney Mayfield. There it is. Make sure you're following and subscribe to his page as well. He's got some great content, guys. Great content. DJ Chuck. You can find me at the Instagram, the Instagram at the Old Soul HFP, at the Old Soul HFP. Check out my group, Honor Flow Productions, our album, The Black Eyes, here, music videos. And we have a new release today. We have a A and B side with us, a talented singer and songwriter named Luna, who's all over our album. We have a double joint called Summertime Never Ends and What's Your Name. If you like that dope, smoothed out R&B with a hip-hop tip, I highly recommend you go to all your DSPs and streaming platforms and go listen and support it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well done. Well done. Very good. And then to the EST of (laughs) WWT. I I have a love-hate relationship with posting content, but you can find anything you want to know about me at Said is the Answer on the threads and Instagram, Said says on Twitter, just like it is right here. And the EST at WWT will be producing writing content as early as this evening. And you can also check out other writing content on DailyDDT.com, journalism work on across all my social media. But that's where you can find me. And of course, here, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Absolutely awesome. Shout out to Nikki, who is uh, saying some great things. Great show. And Thank you, Nikki. Thank you guys holding it down, killing it, and bringing more eyes to WWT. And we appreciate you, Nikki, in a very big way. You guys can find me at Bonnerfied across all of the socials. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find me there. And That's uh, what it says. It says it. Salt Shaker's game night. 2K23, it's on. It's on. You can check out my commentary work with Southern Honor Wrestling on IWTV. You can check out my commentary work with Battle Slam on Fight TV. Also, my commentary work with the Nightmare Factory on their YouTube page. And just dropped another new match from Zicky Dice's Outlandish Paradise 3 from Momocon. It is now available on Zicky Dice's YouTube page. You can check out my commentary work there as well. Uh, also on the Faction as podcast. Wrestle Extra with my UK brothers and, of course, right here on WWT Live. Big shout out to all of the good people 
uh, hanging out in the chat. You guys, again, kill it. Nikki, JD, Boza, uh, ASAP, Don, JD. Uh, I saw, yeah, I'm seeing lots of people in here, which is great. Santana's in the building. Uh, everybody, cool gamer. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we cannot do this without you. And to the boss lady, TK, who allows us to hang out here on her platform. We absolutely appreciate it. Speaking of her platform, it is WW Talk Pod. That is Women's Wrestling Talk. WW Talk Pod is where you can find us on the social. So check it out. Great content there. And of course, the brand new website, www.talkpod.com. Lots of great, great news there and articles featuring said, and if I call him the EST of WWT again, I'm sure Nikki is going to come find me. Um, but yeah, all of the great writers, Nikki's got great content there as well. And so many others content from SummerSlam, all of the major events. And in fact, while we're doing this, some of our crew is heading to go check out some things and cover some things at wow as yep. well. So yeah, we're everywhere wrestling is. That's where we are. So until next time, WWT Live will be back here on Monday. Same bat time, same bat channel. Representing for all of my good brothers, the sisters, the non-binary, everybody hanging out with us. Representing for TK Trinidad. This is uh, The Professor. This is WWT Live as part of Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey peeps, TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. And I want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show, WOW Post Show, AEW Dynamite Post Show, Women's Wrestling Army Post Show, NXT Post Show, Impact Wrestling Post Show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live Post Show, On The Scroll, ROH Post Show, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.